Hello, this is Cardboard Mama. And the husband. And on this episode, we'll see you at the game table. Time for the tease! Woo! Time stories. Play once. Play once. I mean, that's kind of easy because, uh, hello, it's kind it's of campaign-y, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's a little bit consumable. I don't see us playing. You can't really play those again. No, you can't really play. So in Time Stories, you are, what do you call themselves? I don't think they call them Time, time Awards. A- they call them Time Agents. Time mm-hmm. Agents. And you are trying to solve cases. And it is basically like a click adventure game, except they're mm-hmm. cards. And you're like, I'm going to go here. And then you flip it over. No, oh, it's a bad guy. And he's trying to kill you. And you have to roll dice and try to get out of it. So fun. I love it. At least the first couple cases. Yeah. The uh, first two expansions were pretty dang good. And then we came on the fourth one and it was garbage. What's in the fourth one? That's the mummy, it, ancient Egypt one. That's only the fourth one? That's only the fourth one. Wow, I hated that one. And we couldn't figure it out. And I was actually, like, it got so bad. I never, ever do this. But it got so bad. I think, I don't know, we were on our third or fourth. or I don't remember what playthrough we were on. And I started to look up spoilers. And I still didn't even, even understand the spoilers to try to figure it out. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that honestly is mostly killed the game mine is a true play once like if i don't like the next oh the very next case you're done i'm done oh i planned to so we have four more cases left and i still plan to play through the cases that we have because i find that the cases have been so hit or miss that maybe there are two really good ones over there I don't Maybe, know. but I heard that one of these other ones uses the same stupid person switch mechanic that the mummy one did. Oh. That yeah, that was, was hard. Um, we do have a fan expansion that we got as part of a trade. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, though, that's the one I'd like to try next. Mm. Because hopefully it came out around the time that the first few cases did. So hopefully it plays more like those and it's well-written. And if I like that, that'll be canon instead of the fourth one. But even if we didn't hate the fourth one, I still feel like I will play these cases and then they can go. Like I can't, it's kind of like the escape room games, the exits and the unlocks and the, I'm not going to go back and replay a case. No, because you'll know all the secrets. So like the plunger. So don't bring up that damn plunger again. So I definitely have it. I just have it as finished playing is what I put. Yeah, no, mine is if I don't like it again next time, hopefully you'll be able to finish it out with one of your friends. I was about to say, I know people that will finish that with. And I have no desire to play the sequels. No, I don't either. I do not plan to buy the new time story. I think they, they call this one the white one. And then the next one, yeah, the, the white sequins, and the next one's the blue, blue sequins or, or whatever. I don't plan to buy the next one. I've heard it's actually not great. So try what we have, and then it's gone. It's really sad because it was definitely used to be one of my favorite games. It's so good, um, but they're just other games that do kind of similar things now. So tags is our next T game. Tags we just got. It's a party game. Um. 
different uh, categories and stuff. And it'll be like name cities that begin with M. And then you have little marbles. Marbles? Yeah, the spheres. <laughs> that you're placing on this grid to block that off. And then no one else can name them city. I don't know. It's How would you describe that? Like, I, I only played it the one time, but I had fun doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's much more to describe. Yeah, just that. just a fun party word game. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, and we got it for like a crazy screaming deal. And so we figured we'd add that because we actually don't have that many party games. So. Uh, Take Stock is an interesting one for me. We got it for $2 at our friendly local game store that we've mentioned it in prior episodes, the event where the bizarre, bizarre, the bizarre, bizarre people bring in their stuff and then you can buy their stuff using store credit. I think we mentioned it in this podcast. We might have, or at least part one or part two. We've got lots of parts of this. Anyway, Take Stock got it for cheap. It looks like butt. It's a. It looks so awful. It looks so bad. I was like, do we really want to play this? Or should we just get rid of it? Just early 2000s. It's one of the earliest Z-Man games that I remember seeing. And it looks awful. And it's a stock market game, which has been a huge kind of dead spot for Cardboard Mama. Yeah, I generally hate stock market games. And they generally don't work for two either. So, I mean... And this one was a very pleasant surprise, and I want to keep it. I also want to keep it. It was so fun. Like, I really hope someone takes it and makes it look nicer, and then I can buy that copy. Because this one looks so like so much butt. It looks so awful. But there are some clever mechanics in it, and I don't know. If you see it for two bucks, pick it up. I mean, if you see it for ten bucks, pick it up. But I'm just saying, like, I assume that it doesn't go for much. Definitely a bargain bin, like a gem yeah. in the bargain bin. Definitely. Yeah, I'm so happy that it ended up being really good. Takanoko. Takanoko. I think I'm done. I <gasps> think I'm. I think I. I think I'm ready to get rid of Takanoko. I also have it as a get rid of. Oh, elimination! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so why? Oh, if you guys don't know, a lot of people just call it the panda game. Um, it's there's a gardener and a panda, and you're there's tile lane and set collection, and you've got to get your water pipe from the central fountain on your that's very specific, area. but yes, there's irrigation, and and that's what it is, and you're doing little. I don't think they're called missions. I forgot what they're called, but little cards that say like, you need to eat this color pieces of bamboo and you, and it's adorable. It is so cute. There are bamboo stocks made out of wood that you can um, stack together and climb really high. And there's a little panda guy that moves around and it's just adorable. I think we even have the expansion with the little chibis with, yeah, adds little baby pandas and a mama panda. And a lady panda, and it's just so cute. But the game gets really repetitive. It's really repetitive, and so it's super adorable, and it 
Everybody says it's a gateway. It is a hard teach. Yeah. There is a lot going on. Like this little thing does this and this little thing does that. And this does that. And you have to remember this and that like people will want to play it because it's so cute. But I think it's more of a step up with the level of difficulty in it. Now, if you play games all the time, yeah, it's pretty easy. But if you don't, I think, I I don't think it's as gateway as people think it is. It's absolutely a next step game, but it just it doesn't do it for me anymore. It yeah. gets very repetitive. I love the bits. Have you played the expansion? We did. Yeah, you and I played the expansion. I couldn't one remember time. if you played it. Uh, the expansion didn't really do much for me. I thought it added some good stuff. It, it added some good stuff, but not enough. Like, I just thought about it because I look at it sitting on our shelves and I'm like, that's, I don't know. I'm not drawn to it like I once was. I think it's time has passed. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think it's just, I've fallen out of love with it. And so. I would love to see it find a new happy home. Because in the right, the right player will love that game forever. Yeah, it's just not us right now. That's crazy. I did not see that waving. Uh, tapestry. Keeping. Keeping tapestry. Balance issues or no balance issues. I mean, they did release stuff that tried to fix the balance issues. I yeah. mean, we have played with the fixed stuff. Did you feel like it? I mean, I don't think we've we played enough to notice. Well, I noticed the first time we played it. Well, that's because I had one of the completely unbalanced oh, you did. in my favor things, and I was wiping the floor with everyone. So they call this a... They, do they call this a 4X? Oh, no, Civ game. Civ yeah. Game. It's, um, it's an odd cat, like... Because I wouldn't call it a Civ game. No, you've got a little bit of polyomino placement in terms of That's different... just a tiny part of it, though. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's a part of it that makes this weird hole. You've got a little bit of that, and you've got a little bit of resource management, and you've got a little bit of trying to collect uh, different technologies for points. Well, and you have that weird, like, dudes on a map kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, ladders for each of the technologies, and you can go up and down, and you can block people, and... Lots of little weird parts, but they make a good hole. I I actually enjoy it. I know it's really controversial. There is an expansion coming out. Are you going to buy the expansion? I... I think I need to look at what the expansion does I because think I think the expansion is just more. We're so guilty yes. of buying expand. We like this game. Yep. Let's buy the expansion. And sometimes we don't really need it. Um, or we don't like the expansion yeah. or it does something to kind of not break the game necessarily, but it moves the game in a direction that we actually don't like. But I'm pretty sure this expand the newest expansion to tap is, well, the only one, the first one, <laughs> is just more, like more civilizations, more little buildings. I don't think it's adding like something crazy new, like the Stone Age expansion, you know, all yeah. that kind of thing. But I'll, then I'll probably be interested in it, but I'm going to reserve judgment. 
We don't necessarily need it. Now, I think that's a good way to think about it because I'm definitely guilty of that. Like, oh, I like this game. I must buy all of it. And then I buy it all and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really like this game anymore. Battle but, lore with me. Yes. Yes, definitely battle lore. I think, have we, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it. Like, he bought an entire. You bought it for me for set. my birthday. Yeah. And Christmas. Yeah, it was a big set. But um, there was lots of drama selling it after we played it. Like it had sat there for years. Yeah. And then we finally played it again. I was like, oh, I'd rather be playing Memoir 44 yeah. if I'm playing a Command and Colors game. And then lots of drama trying to get it sold. But and eventually we did make a profit. So, yeah. At least there's that. But that is an example of buying so many expansions but i think even if games that we do love like power grid we have a billion and two maps i think i don't think i've ever played a different map we've played one of them okay one how many maps do you own uh four and they're double-sided yeah so and i still want more and the only reason that other one is because it involves schwabish hall well and i think it would maybe for more better for two players but he has a whole box they even made a box which is awesome please do that for that kind of thing just for the maps that came with another map that's separate from the box anyway we're getting off topic yeah. but the husband likes tapestry more than i do but i enjoy it i don't like dread it if he has to play it but it's not a crazy favorite i was on the fence about getting it and then but I think it'll probably grow on me. Yeah. Targi. Uh, Targi, you haven't played yet. And I have it as a play once because we have owned this game for, what, six years or something now? Uh-uh. We've owned Targi forever. And I still haven't played it. And I think you've only played it online. I have played it online. I don't. The plays that I've done, I haven't loved, but it's been so long and I wanted you to try it before I got rid of it. So I just, uh, I have it. See, I have it marked as new. Yeah, that, that you, is definitely. Are you sure definite... you didn't pick it up later? I am sure. It's I've, not even in our two player area. I've moved that thing around enough times. Like, I don't know. I, I don't just... think so. I think I got it later. I thought. I feel like we've had it for a very long Does Board Game Geek, unless you put it in, does it um, say you added this in I'm 20, sure that if you do the big CSV file, oh, that's yeah. one of the things. I don't know. It We've had it for an indeterminate amount of time, I will settle on, but it's never really struck me as something that I feel like pulling off the shelf. I mean... I know it's a darling. People love the crap out of it. And we are finally just getting the expansion in the U.S., which it's been overseas for a million years. And people are super excited about it. It's just, I don't know. It looks fine. It's pretty dry. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't. I think it'll be a play once and get rid of. I think you definitely need to play it because it's one of those like, oh, are you looking for a two player game? Have you played Targi? It's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. Tom uh, Tom Vassell also dragged his feet on that for a million years, and he finally just played it and loves it. Huh? Yep. 
Terror Below, fairly new edition. I want to hear what you're... I have it as play once. Okay. Uh, I also have it as a play once. There you go. Um, it is basically Tremors the board game. Dripping with theme. Oh my gosh. And it's so cute. And you have the little cars and little eggs. And the whole board is shaped like an egg. I don't know. It's adorable. I just didn't love the gameplay that much. It was fine. I think it needs four people. I don't even think a third player would fix it. I think a fourth player would add enough chaos that it would be really fun. But with two, we were just... Well, you also got mad. Well, I did get mad. At it because... I mean, you can basically send the worms? Yeah. The worms at the other players or move the players around to be where the, the worms will attack. So it is a very take that. Game. It has lots of FU in it. And so you got real mad about it. I got real mad about it. So that's probably what kind of also put me off from it because I really dislike games where there's a lot of take that built in, but I know sometimes the husband will get mad about it. And so I try to dial it back, but it's such the essence of the game that I think it breaks the game if we don't do it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Terror in Meeple City. I figured, well, what did you put? I have it as a keep. I have it as a keep for the child. I'm just, dexterity games aren't generally my thing. Yeah. I love the theme. So Terror Meeple City, you build this city with little meeples and then um, like boards and stuff to build up buildings. And they're kind of, the meeples are the building blocks. And then you are actually monsters trying to knock them down and collect the meeples, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you flick your monster discs toward the buildings and the meeples and stuff. It was really fun. I just, as you said, we don't play a lot of dexterity games. Um, But I think a kid would really like it. Oh, yeah. So, and it has an adorable theme. Like, he loves monsters, so. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty clever. A.K.A. Gonshon Clever. Keeping. Keeping. Great roll and write. Mm-hmm. Um, I've considered twice as clever getting a real version of that. But we haven't. If you listen to our roll and write episode... I'm pretty sure that one got mentioned. So let's not talk too much more about it. Okay. The end. Uh, no. Uh, Thebes. You know what? Do what? we still own Thebes? Yeah, we do. It's over here. Oh, okay. I thought we got rid of it. I have it as get rid of. What? But are you sure? 100%. We got rid of Thebes the card game a few callings ago because it was oh. basically the same thing. But okay, I insisted on keeping the board game. It's like bottom shelf, white bookcase a in the white corner. Bookcase. Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. It's Promise so funny. I really thought we got rid of it because speaking of like regretting it, it has been. Um, our family plays games, loves that game. And they had a segment on it and they keep talking about it. And I was like, man, I wish we wouldn't have got rid of that. So it's very funny 
That... Is that why you had it gotten rid of? Because you thought we were... I thought we'd already gotten rid of it, honestly. <laughs> but, uh... Huh. That's funny. Love myself some Thebes. It is a clever game where you go from archaeological area to archaeological area that are represented by bags with counters in them. Um, push your luck, grab bag yeah, game. Push your luck, grab bag game. Because you can get X number of draws based on how many books or whatever in the color that matches that dig site. Like how much knowledge you have. And then you get a draw like five things. And the way they did it is the blank little chits that you punch out are rubble. Um, so they go into the bag. You didn't get rid of any of the blanks. And if you pull rubble, you're just screwed. But maybe you'll get knowledge about another culture or treasure or it's a fun game with a unique mechanism. It does drag on a little bit sometimes. I think it is lengthy. Like, I love the grab bag part and the digging. That's amazing. But the moving around the cities to kind of like bulk up and do other things like that, I think it kind of drags the game down. Now for bag building. Wouldn't you rather play Quacks? I find the two have a very different flavor from one another. Hmm. Um, Maybe it's because what I love about Thebes is because you're not bag building. You are just digging. You're bag grabbing. Oh, that doesn't say. No, right. don't say bag grabbing. <laughs> we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> um, now I'm all thinking about grabbing bags. Hold on. Uh, so I guess you're right. It isn't the same because you're not bag building. You're just it's just push your luck. I just feel like it can be really brutal if you keep grab like if you keep pulling the rubble. Oh yeah, it's and hard it's to come back to both from both of us. Yes. We it's a fairly early addition to our collection, and we have both had games where we just keep on drawing crap, and it's hilarious when it happens to you, and it's a tragedy when it happens to me, and vice versa. It's so I think maybe that's what gives me pause is it's so luck heavy because you can have all the knowledge in the world and you go and you get mostly rubble and you spent because you also have to spend time mm -hmm. and it's one of those ones where it's the catch up thing. So if I spend five time spend, uh, the husband can spend two time and then still go again and then, one more time and then go again and then two more time and go until he catches up with me. Way to blow my cover. <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't even really help though. Cause oh, it's, yeah. it's a nickname. So yeah, but you saved it. So we, oh, don't, yeah. we don't have to keep talking about it, but uh, I would like to play it. Well, it, we're keeping it, but. To play it again to see if it still has some of the same issues, like the crazy luck swing to it, or if that portion is still too long for me, the moving around the map portion. So I'm like, I just want to move around the map and then go dig. I just want to dig a lot. I don't, you know, don't really care about this city garbage. So I don't know. Uh, where were we? Teach you. Teach you. Keeping. That's Keeping. stupid. <laughs> Um, teach you is a partner, that partnery lottery game, lottery. Uh, what's it called? Card. Game? No, the trick taking. 
Yeah, except we talked about that. We remember? talked about that, but it can be. I'm pretty sure it can be trick taking and trick taking also a ladder. ladder. Like that might like ladder might be a form of trick taking. Okay, we used to play this one with uh, our attempt at a game group with a local gamer and his wife. And we had fun with it. We had a lot of fun. And it was a really good game and lots of strategy. And I cannot for the life of me remember how the hell to play it. No, they taught us. And we didn't, after um, that kind of broke apart, we didn't keep playing it. And no one else we know knows it. Well, and you need four people. Well, exactly. But um, would like it to get back to the table. But I think we should just keep it. I mean. Oh, yeah. It. It was really fun. I liked it a lot. It was really fun. And you often hear it cited as like one of the best card games like mm-hmm. or at least i don't know if it still well, is but. so the dice tower just did a top 10 trick-taking games mm-hmm. and this was not on was tom's list, I think, because they brought they well it was recently on a dice tower top 10 they just did trick-taking games and the discussion about it was Tom Vassell said, Teach You has such a following that it's one of those games you go and it's like um, Teach You Ninjas where it's you need to know how to play and exactly how to play. And if you mess up, they're going to be pissed. And it's like a lifestyle game. Oh. And so it can be kind of hard to break into it. Like you just like because we just play it, you know. So like the bridge people or the Mahjong. Exactly. There's teach you people. Oh. So I think that can kind of make people not as interested in it. Remind me not to try playing that one online. But online, I guess. Well, unless you have your headphones, like they can't just be yelling at you and stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know. But I think it's fine. Like, I mean, I don't want to drive people away. But I think if you have people that like card games and stuff like that, and you teach people and then, you know, you keep it within, I don't, I don't see it as a problem. Yeah. I, I could see maybe introducing that to. But I mean, I feel that it's the same way with magic. So I am not interested in going to stores, not that you can't anymore, but and playing release nights or stuff like that. Because generally people that play that, are a-holes and they don't care if you're a new person they don't care um and i generally feel that women generally aren't invited that much and it's just not a good environment and i'm not going to spend the money that i need to be able to compete yeah because even commander which was meant to be like here's kind of a more friendly alternative to your standard constructed kind of stuff even that now they're like oh i dropped 300 dollars on this commander deck oh my gosh really and i'm gonna be a complete dick bag to you to play it yeah and that's the thing is like i feel like even some of your decks are really mean oh they they had to be and but that's the thing and so they're not fun to play against and all i want to do is have fun when i play games i just wanted to be fun and if you have purposely made it not fun for the other player just to win or just to compete against their also a whole deck, 
I just don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. So I play it super casually. Like my decks are not good, but they're fun. They have themes generally. And I'm just like, I really like this card. So it's going in my deck and I don't win too often, but I have fun. I have lots of fun with it. So I think if you are, I think teach you just might be one of those things, but like a teach you deck is a teach you deck and you're not going to be pouring lots of money into it. It's just, you might come across a hole. So getting back on track here. Uh, Ticket to Ride and all of its expansion maps, of which course, we've got so many. We're keeping them. Yeah. Ticket to Ride, so good. So Except, good. like, I get it. It is very dry. Set collection, putting down your trains. You can be an a hole in that game, too. I don't know. I, like, I get the complaints about it, but I love it yeah i still love it uh screw the haters it's awesome and someday we should totally do a top 10 because lord knows we have enough top 10 ticket to ride maps well i don't think you have to do a top 10 i think you can rank it yeah like this map is better than this map and this collection is better than this collection i don't think i could just do a top you know what i mean that's fair I even have the little Halloween freighter trains that are so hard to get that I get emails from people on board game geek saying, Hey, are you willing to sell those Halloween freighters? And to you, I say, no, sir. And once I found out about the milk train, I want that too, which oh, I'll man. never be able to get. Yeah. Cause we even have the ticket to ride. Um, the 10th anniversary fancy one or is it the 10th anniversary oh my other thing was where the hell is it it's at the very bottom oh of what the does it say 10th anniversary it's the big black one with the bigger um custom trains 10th anniversary okay it's awesome i love that edition so much and I know people say that it doesn't work, but you can totally use those trains in the other maps. They're just like a tiny bit too big for the squares. I haven't had any issues with it. Sometimes I feel a little cramped when oh I'm using gosh, those ones. It's not like you play with anything other than the Halloween train, train anyway. So No, but the anniversary edition, all the trains are in little tins and then each color is themed like coal cars. And it's just amazing. It's really disappointing that they didn't re-release something like that for 15th anniversary. I've heard the 15th anniversary is completely disappointing after that one. It's just a regular set with some shiny bits and doesn't have both expansions packed in. They did it right for 10th anniversary. Like maybe people complained about the bigger size. It was more expensive. It was. It was. But I think it was either the same price or... It was a little cheaper to get that than then, base and the expansions. Oh, I just meant rails and sales. Oh, well, yeah. Don't even get me started on rails. And so sales Ticket to Ride, super fun. If you like set collection and not train game exactly, but the idea of a train game and um, kind of, uh, I don't know what you could token placement. What do you call that? I don't know. I don't know um, what that's called. Root building? Root building, yeah. Root building. Um, but surprisingly, no pickup and deliver in that game. Nope. Which is where the whole 
online endless arguments about is Ticket to Ride actually a train game stem from. Yeah. Timeline. You know my thoughts on time. I know. So go ahead. Timeline is one of the best games ever because it is essentially what trivia do you know about when things were made or who they were? Okay. Now I do say it is a, it is trivia, but you can not know and still do. Okay. Because in the game you are building a timeline together and say spin has, you're just going to say the husband, the husband's dead. You're just going to call me by my no, name. No, I'm not. Now, I don't right? know why I'm calling you by the name today. Say the husband has, because there are different sets. So it's they come in little tins and it's like um, entertainment or inventions, which inventions is very hard it, or something like that. I don't know. We have four or five different themed sets. Let's say we're playing entertainment because we mix them all together. So it's pandemonium. But say he has the Titanic card, the movie. And he puts that down. Well, I get Caddyshack. So I have to decide if Caddyshack either came out, released by, before Titanic or after Titanic. So if you don't know, you can still kind of guess, you know, like with the placement. And so the whole game is you're just trying to get rid of all your cards. So it's just really fun. And then the timeline gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, okay, is Footloose between caddyshack and saturday night fever or where are all those things going and so it'll get tighter and tighter and tighter and so even if you're pretty sure you know exactly you might know not know one of the other ones beside it so you might get it wrong and stuff it's just really fun i love it and i love the artwork too it's just really good i'm are you at all interested in the timeline board game i am intrigued i i but not intrigued enough that I tracked it down. So that's fair. Cause um, you, you are, you love it way more than I do. Yeah. So if you are interested in it, I can definitely track it. Yeah, down. Like what is, do of. you know what it changes or adds or anything? It adds obviously more cards, but I think, like, I think it basically adds a little more structure to the timeline itself, but I haven't like, what's looked the too board? much into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tiny towns. Keeping. Uh, I always am so proud to talk about that because Cardboard Mama won a copy for being the best. It's true. It was only one day. At Gen Con. No. So about two years ago, not about, two years ago, we went to Dice Tower West and AEG was showing off this new game, Tiny Towns, and I had already been interested in it. And, you know, I wanted to go and demo. Well, instead of just a demo, they had you play a game of it with everybody else that was uh, there with you. So it was like, I don't know, six people set up or so. And during the day, a lot of people will go play it. And the highest score for each day, like the one person, would get to win a copy. And so I had the highest score on Saturday, and I totally won a copy. And it is a shining moment for me, I'm not going to lie. And it's a good game. I really like it. It's definitely a strategic game or tactical, tactical game because, well, there are multiple ways to play. You can play with cards. And so the game just decides what pieces you get because it's a grid game where you are putting 
little wooden houses and stuff, and they will combine to make other things. And no, no, no. You're putting little colored cubes on your board and they will combine to create other things like houses and stuff that will score differently. People have called it a, like basically a roll and write. You get a little bit of that flavor. I don't feel that that's what that is. I think if you use the cards, you could get that though. That's the thing. So the way I like to play it is the people playing get to shout out what colored cube you need to use. So fun. So it's kind of pandemonium because four down is trying to build a different building. So they keep coloring out brown, but you don't need a brown block. Screw you, Susie. And so you keep going around and around until your board fills up. And if you're not being uh, tactical enough and you're not planning for Susie to call four Browns, it can fill up your board without combining to create buildings. I love it. It is fascinating. I haven't looked into the expansions. I think they're going to release another one. Wow. Yeah, soon. But I have so much fun with it. It's really good. I, I'm intrigued by the expansion. Um, I don't know what it adds, but... You mean both of them or just any of them? or Any of them. I don't know if it's like here, here are new colors or here are just different combinations of buildings or what. I've heard it might add too much. Mm. The reason I love tiny towns is for the simplicity. That's true. And so that's why I coming back to our expansion talk. That's why I haven't sought it out. Honestly, is because I'm a little worried it will add too much. Like what I love about it is it's so straightforward and simplistic and it doesn't take like any time to teach. And I just really like it a lot. Next we have Titus tentacle. This is a Haba Haba game. I had to look because it's not a yellow box. So it throws me for a loop and it is a kid's game and it's our kids. So we're keeping it. Yeah. We actually, it's a, a former demo copy from our local game store. And it, it's really cute. You have a plastic octopus that has kind of a, an accordion body. And when you smack your hand down on it, the tentacles shoot out. And if you've got the misfortune of being where the tentacles are, like you, you get a reposition. Yeah, your pieces are boats. You get to reposition the octopus, like where it's aiming. You smack down on it, and if it knocks them off of the track, then they yeah, have to start over. Simple. And it's just roll and move, roll easy. Yeah. I mean, it's a kid's game. Yeah, but I actually had a lot of fun playing it with uh, Cardboard Mama, whose name I should just give up because... It's not a secret. Like, if they go on Board Game Geek, they already know it. It's a secret. It's not a secret. To Court the King. To Court the King is a game that... You are trying to roll different combinations of six-sided dice, but you get more based on, like, more dice or can manipulate what you roll based on things kind of like Kingsburg. But well, you're attracting nobles and stuff like, oh, yeah. I got um, five of a kind, so I can attract the queen. I don't remember. That's probably not true. The queen that will give me an extra die or the queen that will let me turn a die to a face that I need or something like that. And so it's just like kind of like fancy Yahtzee. Real fancy Yahtzee. Um, 
I love this game. I'm glad another one that we pre- played on uh, online BSW, BSW, I think, and bought a real copy of, and then it was real scarce for a while, and they have since re-released it. Oh, okay, but not with the same theme. Oh, it has an ancient Egyptian theme now, and they interesting. They tweaked some of the rules a little bit. Okay, um, but I like the game. I like the artwork. It's real fun. What do you think, though? I have it as get rid of. You shut your mouth. <laughs> so you're keeping it? I'm keeping it. Okay. Why do you have it as get rid of? Because it's fine. I feel it's kind of samey. Like, okay, I'm going to, like, well, not that I want to give up my strategy, but I feel like it's most people's strategy. Like, I need to get all the people to give me extra dice because that's how I get, like, if I end up having, I get to roll, like, eight dice or ten dice in the end and you don't if i can get those all to be the same i went you know what i mean and so i feel like it's kind of unbalanced that way i don't know sometimes you just feel like chucking some d6s around. oh i love i love dice games but i just feel so like... you're getting rid of both kingsburg and that interesting i disagree stridently but i respect your decision and we're still keeping them we have recorded your response uh tobago love it so underrated it's a great game and it has amazing pieces for how old it is and it has little jeeps and it has little wooden um trees and little stone like um, plastic easter easter island moai heads and deduction and press your luck and yeah, because so you are trying to narrow down where the treasure is. And how you do that is you have little cards and there are different colored cubes. So let's say we're doing the white cube. I'm like, oh, I have a card that says this treasure is near the waterfall. So I put it down or near the river. Yeah. And you have someone, you have a card that says it's also near the largest beach. So it needs to be near the river. And two away for, or you know what I mean? Different things narrows it down. And after it gets down to a certain number of cubes, they go out onto the board. And once we narrow it down to one cube, so we have found the treasure and it's on this one space, you take your little Jeep and you motor over there and you try to be the first one to uncover it. You pull up the treasure. And then there's this whole other thing where you're going to shuffle in the number of treasure cards for the number of cards that it took you to find it. And then you're pressing your luck. Because it might be nothing. It might be a curse. It might, Yeah, the whole the whole treasure chest might be cursed so no one gets anything. But depending on when you put the cards down, you might get to pick the treasure first. So I see a two comes up and I'm like, no, I'm going to pass. A three comes up and I'm like, no, I'm going to pass. A five comes up. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to take that. And then, then I leave the queue. And then the husband's still in it. And the next card is a six. And you're like, oh, I should have stayed in. <laughs> and that's really where the fun comes, honestly. Yeah, great game. Uh, but honestly, I know Z goes on and on about this. They need to reprint it. And they wouldn't have to change anything. No, they wouldn't. They could reprint it as is. And it would stand up to the high quality that stuff is today. Next, yeah, I agree. 
I completely agree. Next up, we have uh, Takedo. The collector's edition. The collector's edition that we had to wait forever to get. But it's understandable. There's like 500 hand-painted minis in that thing. It's so pretty. It's crazy pretty. And the crazy thing is, you only use enough for one for each player during a game. Like, we (laughs) haven't even touched most of them. Uh, Takedo is one of the most, like, they designed it to be a relaxing stroll. Stroll, And the whole thing is you're going to visit the 53, 52, 53 stations of the Takedo, or some combination thereof. No idea. Ancient Japanese Highway. No, that's not what I don't know. I don't know the exact number of spots. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking for our listeners who might know, oh, not okay. know what the Takedo well, is. Well, I said I don't know, and then you, then you explained that it was... I wasn't trying to mansplain it to you. Okay. I was trying to mansplain it to our listeners. <laughs> okay. As long as... I guess that's fine. Anyway, uh, it's a fun, chill, relaxing experience. It still has a decent amount of uh, take that in it. Because you can block people as you travel down. Because you can't go to a spot that other people are. And so you have to skip it. So if you know people are collecting a certain thing, you can go there every time and then you block them. But then you're not getting what you need for what you're collecting. So mm-hmm. I've yeah, it can definitely bite you when you do that. It's so chill. It even includes a little like music CD of chill music so yeah yeah it's just it's a good experience it's a fun game it's playable well, online did you save it oh yeah. of course i did oh, okay yeah i also i actually also saved it i think it, i've come back around on it when we first got it, i was like this is what this game is why is it so popular like i'm just walking this is bs and then if you take it as a really chill stroll and you're just set collecting and, you know, and you, you're just trying to build your um, mural panoramas. panoramas. Then I think it's fun. Yeah. The, the only like, well, it's relaxing. It's relaxing. Uh, you're just going to the ends and getting your food and buying your souvenirs. And, and I actually do like the expansions in that one. The expansions add a lot. Because it basically doubles your choices in it. Yeah. I think there might be another expansion that they added after. Really? I didn't know that. I don't want to add more content to it. Right. But we have also kickstarted kind of a spiritual successor slash sequel that we'll get someday that I'm very excited for. I'm excited because it uh, revolves around fishing and boats and stuff. And so I'm so excited about the thing. Uh, Tanari. Keeping. I think we've talked about it already. Speaking of boats and fishing. It's true. Uh, Super abstract game. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Beautiful artwork. Uh, Great bits. Buy a copy. Tower. Play again play again okay this game i'm it makes me upset whenever i look at it because the pack i bought it used or mass trade i can't remember what it was but i got it in the mail and it had gotten soaked and the box was ripped open 
thankfully all the pieces are there but anytime i see that crazy damn like it looks like a monster got it and almost ripped the whole bottom like the not bottom because it's not the bottom what yeah. is like at end kind one of, of the ends off uh-huh and so there's just this gaping uh so it makes me mad when i look at it but i remember enjoying it when we played it yeah it, it was fun but Honestly, I think that if we had a replacement box for it, it would be a no-brainer to keep. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people re like put them in plastic boxes and stuff. I just hate that. Like, I have a I'm I'm one of those silly people that have a hard time getting rid of expansion boxes. We have an entire metro shelf just full, like three, four shelves of expansion boxes. I used to require that they be kept with our collection and it just got out of hand. Then I was like, fine, we'll at least put it in the garage. But I know a lot of people just chuck them. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like all that beautiful art. And uh, it, it really upsets me. And plus, what if I sell it? <laughs> Traders of Osaka. Keeping. Keeping. Uh I'd never hear anyone talk about it. It's from Z-Man. It has to do with trading and boats and this cool mechanism of moving your boat along and how that works. Cool. Yeah, it's a fun game. I know that I think Osaka is a re-theme of the original one. Oh, okay. Which was, I think, trading somewhere in the Mediterranean, one of those. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, moving right along, we have... Traintopia. You know my thoughts on Traintopia. Love it. Love it. That's what I figured. I have it as play once, but I figured you were keeping it because you super love it. Um, you can check out our tile laying. Yeah, tile laying. Top tile laying. Top tile laying games to hear more about Traintopia, but my husband loves it. I do. It's so good. Trajan. Trajan, I know you love. What did you decide? But since you said, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I figured. Oh, I'd ditch that thing. I would drop kick it into the sun. I love it. It's one of my favorite Feld games, keeping it so great. What don't you like about it? I just, it did not capture my interest. It was boring. It just did not do it for me at all. Like, I can barely remember playing other like, than I move crap around on a rondel, which describes rondel! 99% of Feld's games. Do you like any Feld games? Yeah, I do. I mean, I liked uh, Carpe Diem. I like Castle. I really like Castles Burgundy. Yeah, that's generally people's number one. So. Um, but Trajan just does not do it for me. Hmm. Well, we're but keeping that, it because I love yeah. it. Uh, Transamerica. Super keeping. Super keeping. We need to get Trans Europa or maybe the fancy one that has both. I had someone say Transamerica is like Ticket to Ride and you don't need to own both. And so I had to comment on it because that's completely ridiculous and that's not the case at all. And it made me really mad. I was yeah, like, I no, do not listen to that person. They are different. Transamerica is way lighter then Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. Transamerica, you get um, tickets and you have to 
it's the map of the U.S., Transamerica, and you have to link them all together, all these cities. But it is done in like kind of colored regions. And so you get one in each of the regions across you, the map. You build that network. And all you're doing on your turn is placing one to two little um Barely sticks. thicker than a matchstick. Um, kind of like the roads in Catan, depending on which version you have. And you're placing them down on the little roots around, except you can, and that's all you do on your turn. And you can actually connect to other people's and use theirs. And it is brilliant. You have to kind of figure out like, Hey, I see that they're building in this region. So they're going to take care of that for me. So I'm going to build this region. Cause I don't see anyone else kind of going over there. So when you connect, you might only need to place a couple ones and it's a race game. Mm-hmm. I guess that, yeah, if you want to say that that's a race game, that's probably my favorite race game. And it's so quick. And then someone completes it and that's it. Everything stops. And it's negative points, depending on how many more you would need to finish what you were trying to do. And the scoring track, you move along and that's how it ends. And if it's people aren't messing up enough, they have a catch-up mechanism where the end of the score track will move toward you. And I think that's brilliant. So it's it will always be short. And I just love it so much. I don't know why people don't talk about it as much. It's a great filler, fast game. And it is not Ticket to Ride. At all. Like, there's no set collection. Like, it just really made me mad. I'm like, do you even, have you even played Transamerica? Like, it's ridiculous. But they did a Trans Europa that I really want to track down because I really like Trans America that much and if it's just a new map then we need it yeah and that's from everything i've seen pretty much what it is it looks basically the same except the box is blue it doesn't look great i have to say but it's so well it's a product of its time it's an older game it's an old rio grande game rio grande rio grande rio grande game and so it doesn't look great but and i i think that's why people don't talk about it as much anymore and I honestly didn't play it until like, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think it's just one of those ones that have has faded and hasn't not withstood the tan- uh, the withstood the test of time because I think it does. I just think because Rio Grande they don't exist anymore. No, they still exist. They just they, they don't support it. I mean, they, they didn't re-release it. No, I mean. The game is faded from being in the hotness. And I think it's been overlooked by a lot of people. And most, so many of the game, other game podcasters, colleagues of ours, I guess you might say. I think that if, seems like if a, we want to put ourselves I, on I, a I think that is a very strong word. Um, but yeah, lots of people started gaming a lot later and i think that it's one oh, that doesn't i see what you mean like if you weren't aware of it because i learned about it by playing this at my neighbor's house when i like more than 13 years ago um before i even was part of a gaming group they happened to have a copy and it was real fun and we found it at the bizarre bizarre 
I think it might have been the guy that I bought. I think stock it, from. it was exactly because I was like, oh my gosh, go, you know, you were like, I was like, Transamerica, I've heard of that. Like, maybe we should look that up. But you buy that, you buy that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I, I used to see it a lot, like uh, to buy and stuff, but I just, I mean, I look, overlooked it too. And I just think it's fallen out, but I think it's a great, quick game. And it works with two and it works with three. It's just so great. I do think it worked a little better with three, honestly, but I like it so much that I don't think it matters. Yeah. I, I'd like to try it with, again, I we played it with four or five when I played with my Oh neighbors, my gosh. And it was beautiful chaos. I would think chaos and also even faster. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so fast. Hmm. Which moves anyway? Uh, Transamerica, buy it. Uh, Trapper Keeper, the game. I still want to keep it. Yeah, I know you do. It's fine. I think it's very. It's a Prosper Hall game. Very clever packaging. It looks like a Trapper Keeper. They even did different themes for it, like space and. You have the little Trapper Keeper folders. It's just a fun, quick card game. It, it does set collection. Yeah, set again. collection. It does a good job of being a game. Despite the theme, the theme just makes it a little better. But we've talked about that already on a prior podcast. Did we talk about Trevor Hoover? Yeah. Okay. So I think if you really like that time period and like are really nostalgic for Trapper Keepers and school supplies and stuff, then maybe. But I just, I mean, you do each get like also a little folder and you keep your cards on either side, and that's how things are scored and stuff. I just felt like it was fine, and then a lot of figuring out scoring at the end. The scoring does take a while, but they did. I don't know. I still like it, so we're keeping it. And the last game on this massive, massive thing, uh, Twa. Keeping. Keeping Twa. I love Twa. We need to, it needs to hit the table again. It does. It does. I do, I wonder, because, you know, we keep saying, like, oh, it doesn't hit the table, doesn't hit the table, because we have so many games, a lot of stuff doesn't hit the table as much as we want, and if we go back and play all of these darlings, if some of them aren't darlings anymore, like, it's gonna be so crazy, like, what if we play Twa, not that I would play Trajan and be like, well, it's terrible, because I've, I've played that more recently, but I hope we don't play Twa and go, oh, this isn't that good. I worry about that. Yeah. Especially since uh, we played Black Angel, which, it, you know, wasn't that supposed to be kind of a spiritual successor in ways? <sighs> but I, I still don't. I know people keep saying that. I did not get the same feeling from Black Angel that I get from Twa. Well, what if we play it again and then we do get and the same feeling? And then I'm like, oh my feeling. God, this is Black Angel. Yeah, yeah. I'd be real upset. Yeah, I, I worry about that with every one of these. Uh, that we're like, oh, this needs to hit the table. But it's we um, that game, but we haven't played it in three years because our collection is immense. Which is why we're doing this. Yep. Um, dice manipulation, like dice is workers, right? Yeah. And it's just real fun. It and we even, I think we got, we ended we up have getting ladies of qua of twa. So I'm really excited to try out the expansion for it. And that's the tease. Finally, the end of the tease. Thank heavens. 
You are ready for the use? You're doing that crap again. It's been a it's been long, long recording. It's just been the R since we did that. Let's <laughs> come on, man. Uh, Unexpected Treasures. It is a Friedman Freeze game. Uh, and I've been the one to actually save this the last couple of callings, but I figured it's time. It's time. Okay, we'll get rid of it. Um, the whole thing is about you're digging through like a junk pile. It's like a yard sale-ish yeah. kind of thing, which I really like that theme. And it's fine. You know, it's one of those games that it's okay. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'd probably be more inclined to keep it if it wasn't, again, going back to the difference in art between Harold Liskey and Mara. What's their face? <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> That's not nice. Unfair. Uh- Keeping. Oh, keeping. We finally got the expansion. Yeah. So now we can play Western. And Aliens. Yeah. And I forgot what the other ones are. I think B-Movies as well. Yeah, B-Movies. So that's, it's super exciting to have even more kinds of attractions. But in this game, you are building theme parks. And I love that theme so much. And this one actually feels like you are building theme parks. And... Just as trivia, there are like three or four more theme park games coming out. Oh, no. Very soon. One just called like theme park. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, try a little better on that. But I'm very excited that this theme seems to, there's going to be like a whole bunch of new games. And they're all going to probably be garbage because they are. Because I, I get almost all of the theme park, carnival, circusy kind of games. And they're, mostly garbage. So there yeah, you go. we, we have owned, if we did like a search by theme, we've owned so many. And the only two we have are unfair and Barker's row. That's true. So you're building this up and it's just a uh, card drafting from the center. And yeah. And the unfair part is that there are negative events that could happen. There's a lot of take that in it. So you have to be prepared for that. And they're also planning on doing a fun fair version. So I wonder if they're going to take out all the take that or how it's going to be different too. Yeah. I, I really like how you have the choice to either benefit yourself or dick over the other person yeah on each card each card the top and the bottom that's what that is so event card yeah so they make it so you can choose whether i mean i do think that's nice because you can choose not to be mean and generally in a lot of our games no one is mean until someone is mean and then everyone becomes really mean it's true knives so i find it very fun and the last game we have with a u is the most popular card game that isn't, you know, with a traditional deck of playing cards in America and probably the world. It's Uno. Did you keep it? I kept it just because it's Uno. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we can have a deck. I didn't keep it, but just because I'm like, it's I'm Uno. never going to be like, <laughs> yeah, let's play Uno. Like, I grew up playing Crazy Eights, which is practically Uno, except it doesn't have the, fa- you know, the fancy reverses and that side some kind of thing so i just play crazy eight any family gathering we had with uh my grandparents like camping trips sequence and uno Mm. so much uno 
And our set is one of the retro ones that have the old card designs. Yeah. Uh, although I would love just a real retro set because the newer cards are thin and terrible. So did you play with house rules and stuff or did you play straight Uno? We played Uno. straight Uno except we didn't score. But scoring makes the game a thousand times better. Why though? I feel like Uno is one of those games where you just play until you're done playing and then you stop. Because it adds a little bit more strategy to it. But yeah. uh, I do like playing the house rule where... Train? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you can just... Yeah. If you're someone. if you're not playing with training, like... I mean, that's when you can play as many cards as you can in a row. As long as you can continue to play off of it. That's part of my, my favorite oh, part. I Okay, you and I have different definitions of what train is. Okay. Uh, for me, train was I slap down a draw two. If, if you, you have a draw two, uh -huh, draw and two. it just keeps on building. We would also play with that, but we also played with, um, which is very fun if a bunch of people have. Oh, it's so plus fun. Twos. My thing is, so if I had like a red six and then a six and then like a green six and then a seven that was green, I can play all those. Interesting. So it cuts down on time because you can just play, you know what I mean? Um, and that was very fun. So I'm going to do an app shout out. Uh, this is a game that I first played. It's called Hot Death Uno. Although they changed the name of the app to Eat Hot Death to avoid uh, the copyright lawyers. It is, it has the... Uh, copyright lawyers for Hot Death? No, for Uno. Oh. Um, but it's essentially Uno. The whole thing is, uh, it might just be called Hot Death now. I think they changed it again. The whole thing is Uno, but there are a bunch of specialty cards. Like there's a 69 card, which can be played as a 6 or a 9. There's a variable wild, a draw variable, where like whatever the top card of the pile is, you throw draw variable on it. And they have to draw that many cards. And if the 69 card is in, they have to draw 69 cards. Stuff like that. Or hmm. cards that if that you're holding this That definitely seems card, like it will only work as an app. Oh, you would have to you would have to mangle and modify multiple Uno sets to make it work. No, I just mean if they came out with it, it seems like it would be better as an app. Because who wants to count out 69 well, cards? Uh, this, the draw 69 is definitely a, uh, a thing. Like a thing that Did you find that, that you liked it more than Uno? I do, but you can only play against AIs. Oh. Um, but it's a really fun app. Like There are cards that if you're holding that card, you cannot win the game. And there's only one particular card. Honestly, it kind of seems more like um, Flux. It's, it's a little Fluxy. It's, it's real brutal sometimes, but it's really fun. And I've been playing that on my mobile devices for many years. <laughs> well, because it was a Windows CE oh, game originally. Okay. Back when I had that dumb wing phone or the MDA. Anyway, I'm getting in the weeds here. Uno, keep just because it's tradition. Just because Uno. I'm like, eh. I'm clearly not as nostalgic as you are. Yeah. The V's. The V's. Vegas Showdown. Keeping Vegas Showdown. I had not keeping only because it's three plus. I have a fun time with it. It is a tile laying game where you're building a casino 
Very cool. Looks like butt. They need to re-release it and figure out some two-player rules, and then I would be all about it. I wonder if there's a good two-player variant on the Geek. I don't know. I've never looked for it, but I do like it a lot, though. It was one of my top ten tile-laying games. I love this game. Did it make your top ten? It did make my top ten. Okay, there you go. Uh, So also see our tile-laying episode. Vikings. I did not keep. I did not keep either. I just... It's another game that I just fell out of love with. And I think it is okay to fall out of love with games. I don't see it as a terrible thing. I know people are like, oh my gosh, like how was that? Not that that was in my top 10 ever, but say there was a top 10. And then I was like, no, I think it's time. I want the games to get played and I want them to be in the hands of people that are going to enjoy them and play them. And if Vikings is on my shelf, it's just not going to be played. So it's kind of like giving the game new life when I get rid of it. It's not that now I hate this game or anything like that, but I think I've played enough of it and that I'm done and let it go be played again. I agree with what you're saying. I think there is no shame in parting with a game when you think that you've had enough of it. I mean, it's... Tastes change. People grow. People like different things over time. And I don't know. They're, I think that the people who say like, oh gosh, how can that leave are flat out wrong. Like, I don't know if they just don't, their tastes aren't evolving as much. Because what I really liked when I started gaming in like 2008, well, like, big into hobby Euro board games, 2008, not necessarily exactly what I love now. Like I didn't know all of the different game mechanisms and all the different things that existed. So what I might love now, I, or they might not have existed Yeah, back then. So that's just crazy to think about. And so I think you do need to look at your collection and say, I did love this game. I might not love it as much anymore. And that's okay. It does not make it a bad game now. Yeah. it Just because we are getting rid of a game doesn't mean it's a bad game. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it does. Yeah, sometimes they're garbage. But sometimes it's just the life of it with us has ended. It's the circle of life. The circle of life. Thank you. Uh... Village. Play once. Play once, even though we just fairly recently got a Village in or Port. The one that we didn't have. I got that for Christmas like four years ago. It's, I think, the expansion? Oh, mm. geez. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got it a while ago. We need to play it. I think it's perpetually on our play once list. I think it is too. I just really need to get it. The thing with this one, it's like, um, classic work replacement game, except in this one, your villagers die off. And so that kind of triggers people sometimes. So that's kind of how it can be a little controversial. I really like that. I think it makes sense. It's very thematic and I'm excited to add in, uh, port and the other expansions. I don't know. This is 
going off on a tangent. I don't know how you guys deal with it. Sometimes we have a problem where we don't necessarily get around to playing all the games all the time and we get the expansion, but then we're like, Oh, we haven't played the base game recently. So let's just play the base game without the expansion. And so then we still have never played the expansion. Yeah. But like we're enough of gamers or like, I don't know, probably maybe not say it that way, but that we can handle the expansion too. I just don't know why we just don't throw that in. Like that's silly. Just like sometimes when there are new board games and they're like, well, you can play it this way. And then after you've played it for a while, you can add in this. Most of the time, well, we used to just go, okay, we'll play the simple version. Now we just add it in. Like we have enough experience that adding in the stuff later isn't going to break the game for us. Like it's not going to break our brains. We can grasp it. Because sometimes the simple version isn't the best game and there's not enough there. I wonder if that's why the fast forward games fall flat for us. That's a lot of F's. (laughs) We're not in the F's anymore. I think that's probably it. Like, I think that's why I didn't love Charterstone either. It didn't ramp up fast enough. And I think that's the same issues I have with the fast forward games. It doesn't ramp up fast enough. Maybe a million games in when you get a lot of the rules and a lot of the special cards, then maybe I would like that game, but I don't like this simple game now. Huh. That's a complete tangent, but that's there. I'll get uh, off my it's soapbox. It's a good one. Uh, that's also our second to last V game. The last V game is Voltage. I have it as play again. What do you have it as? I had it as keep just because we had a lot of fun with it last and, time, but I, I'll say play again. And But I think that that's the case is like, I really liked it. I just haven't played it again, but I had a lot of fun with it. So blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I see that hitting the table before village does. Yeah, it definitely. But I mean, it's a two player quick card game. So yeah, with adorable little dice with plus and minuses. And it's very cute. It is very similar to Balloon Cup, but I feel that Voltage is better than Balloon Cup by far. I don't know if people still talk about Balloon Cup, honestly. but I know it got a reprint, but I think part of our issue with Balloon Cup was that for the longest time we weren't playing cards on one another, which is a big... I don't like Balloon Cup. That, but we played it that way and hated it, yeah, remember? Yeah, it made it worse. Yeah. Um, but, but Voltage, I really like. Yeah, it's similar to, um, oh my gosh. If you say balloon cup again, I'm going to scream. No, not flatline. The the one with the soldiers on either side. Something line. Battle line. Battle line. Which we got rid of. Yeah, similar to that, except, again, better. Like, I think it streamlines it and make it makes it just easier. You're just playing cards on either side, and you want, um, well, depending on what the die is, Sometimes mm-hmm. the lower number and sometimes the higher number so they can switch on you. I don't know. It's just fun. It's a, it's a good two-player game. We have an early edition of it or an, an earlier edition of it. Uh, Mattel reprinted it a few years back. Mm-hmm. I like ours a little more than the I reprint. do too. I don't love the look of the reprint as much. But there's short Vs. Ws or what our child calls Dub X. Dub X. 
welcome to and welcome to Las Vegas. I think you can group the two. Yeah, you can listen to our Roland Wright top 10 if you want to hear more about that. But we love them. It's very fun. Absolutely. Love the variety. Whistle stop. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so we actually just got this to the table, but when I went through this list weeks ago, um, it was brand new and shrink, so. <laughs> so what is your snap decision Ooh. on it? My not-so-snap decision, because I'm just sitting here thinking about it, is that I think I would keep it. I really enjoyed it. I am so happy you surprised me with it. It's a definite keep for me. It gets a lot of the train game feel without a lot of the heavy train game complexity. So it's a tile laying game where you're building routes to try to get your trains to different things to collect resources to fulfill contracts or kind of city destinations where you have to pay those resources to get points and to get off the board at the other end of the board. Yeah. Kind of. It's funny because it kind of looks like Suro when you're when you're like it does trying to get it, but also the train and also pick up and deliver and stuff. And there is also an expansion. And since I got it used, um, the expansion's already in there, and we haven't tried it. It's the Rocky Mountain. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Mountain. Top? Rocky Top or Rocky? Rocky Mountain. Okay, and it adds a new layer in the middle that'll make it more difficult to get across and stuff. Yeah, I did super. really enjoy it. Would it make your top 10 tile laying games? Do you think? I mean, we've only played it once, so definitely a first impressions kind of thing. But I think it has a chance to break into the top 10. Yeah. But I see it as more of a pick up and deliver than a straight tile layer. Mm, okay, I get that. Because it's, pro- it's honestly probably half half. But on your turn, you have to play a tile. Mm hmm. And that might not be beneficial for you. So it is often not beneficial for you. I find I find that it was definitely a lot of hard decisions. And we're honestly probably gonna review it later. Yeah. But The Witches, a Discworld game. I wanna keep it. I'm a huge Terry Pratchett fan. Uh if you heard me back in the A's, I wanted to keep uh, Ankh Morpork as well. I do think that one is a better game, which is, is fine. I don't love it, but I am not a Discworld fan. So purely on mechanics alone, I don't love witches as much. Yeah, but it's not a bad game. Uh, the theme definitely pushes it over for me. I feel I've played it a little more than you. I feel it gets samey. I can see some of that. Um, Wizard Extreme is a play once for me. It is, we've never played it. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense because when I was going through it, I was like, I don't remember that game at all. So I was like, just get rid of it because I didn't remember it. It's sitting on the shelf of Reckoning. It is a trick-taking game. So you need to play. No. Yeah, that's probably why. Okay, that makes more sense. It hasn't hit the table because it's three plus. Okay. I actually got it at a uh, like a German Christmas mark, the Christkindle mark. Oh yeah. The Atlanta International School was doing. They had like 
three German games. One was that. One was a German version of the old uh, Bermuda Triangle game that in retrospect I should have bought. Because I actually find that game very fun. I don't know if I would find it as fun now, but I had a lot of fun with it as a kid. My grandma had a copy. And one, I think, was Catan. Um, so I think I th- I remember that because you brought it home and I was like, did you look to see that this is three plus? And so we haven't been able to get it to the table. Well, it, it's an, a little Amigo card game, which we do generally enjoy those. And yeah, I, I want to get it to the table. I even have English translated rules printed out because it was released in the U S by a different publisher under a different name with a different theme. I think the issue is that with our three plus games, we don't learn it. Like I don't learn them because we don't have three plus. So then when people come over, I generally don't pick games. We don't know unless they're okay with learning on the fly, which a lot of people hate that. Right. So they don't, they end up not getting to the table because of that. So that's fair. I mean, that makes total sense to me. Why play something brand new? If we have non gamer friends coming over in particular, Oh yeah, that's definitely the worst time to um, try to get through a new game. Uh, we've got Walk on Fire, the first of two walk-themed games that we own. That's your game again. I think I'm ready to part with Walk on Fire. What? It is a dexterity-based card game, if you can yeah. believe that. The whole thing is you've got... A card that looks like a spatula, and there are a bunch of cards spread in the middle of the table, and I actually have a playmat for it that I got it. Yeah, we have a playmat, and I'm pretty sure it's signed, isn't it? Uh, I did not get the game signed, I think. I think. I'll have to double check. Um, But the playmat actually has a walk on it that you spread your cards around on, and you're just flipping the cards up with your spatula card and collecting... Uh, different veggies or meats, and you get points for what you flip up. Another set collection. Yeah, lot, set collection. Man, we have, a lot, of we have a lot of set collection. It's fine. With it's that, fun. It's cute. With that, I think the playmat actually helps a lot because then you can tell when the cards are outside the pan and stuff. Exactly, and it does make it easier to flip the cards too because you get that little resistance from the neoprene, and it has the score sheet built into the. Oh, I didn't remember that part. Um, thing too. It. It's cute. I just, I don't see it hitting the table that often. I can maybe see keeping it for the kidlet. I was going to say, do you think it could be a kid's game? Easily. I think that, like, I'd say probably five or six. You I was thinking like that. seven, so. Um, the art's adorable on it, but I do have it as a get rid of, so. See, I... I I've been championing it to get rid of it for lots of years, like lots of callings. I just don't find it that great. Like I just think it's pretty simple, but I think if you are saying, Hey, we're going to use it as a kid's game. I think we should definitely keep it because it's a nice, you know, the novelty of using your card to flip other cards. And you know, I think it has a nice aesthetic. I mean, I think if we go about it that way, I think I want to keep it. Okay. As a kid's game. I think that's not a bad idea. What do you think about that, though? I'm fine with that. 
I see that hitting the table before some of the other games that we've kept as a kid's game. Like, if we decided to keep Stratego, Walk on Fire had hit the table before Stratego did. Yeah. Um, and our Stratego takes so much room. It does take up a lot of space. Um, but yeah, Walk on Fire has been given a stay of execution because I think that our... I hope our kid someday will like it. That's the thing. Like, we talk about, you know, saving these games and stuff. Our kid might not even like games, though. So, I guess at that point, when we figure that out, we can just get rid of them all. I'm not sure, but... Uh, The second walk-themed game we have is Walkstar. It's a Tim Fowers game. You do love Tim Fowers games. I really like his stuff. What did you say? I'm saving Walkstar. Okay. It did the restaurant simulation a lot better than Kitchen Rush did. I do feel that it's probably the best, like, fast restaurant game that we've tried. Yeah, and I'm not usually a real-time fan. No, you're not. uh, But I think Walkstar does a really good job of that. Um, It's just a fun worker placement kind of game. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Yeah. I had it as a play once, um, but you saved it, so it doesn't matter. But speaking of Kitchen Rush, I want to try Rush Empty. Uh, I know. We're... It's the real time. It's real time, but they also added in some um, dexterity stuff. Because you know how much I like dexterity. I know that I haven't too. bought it because it's like real time plus dexterity equals husband's worst nightmare. So. I probably won't, but it seems fun. Next, we have uh, Verful Bonanza. Which is Bonanza the Dice Game. Keeping. Keeping. Even though you hate some regular Bonanza, you love this one. I do. It's basically, you know, Yahtzee. But you're fulfilling different, like, bean orders. And if the... On other people's turns, if they fulfill yours... You get to claim it and move it up. So it's not, I sit here and watch you roll dice for a couple minutes. It's, I better pay attention because I might miss fulfilling my thing. Yeah. The theme is pasted on. Oh, yeah. It has nothing really to do with it Um, very much. It has to do with colors. Like, I need this many reds and this many. It doesn't matter that they're different beans. But I think it's nice. Did it ever get a real release here? Ours is an import. You know, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, is that one? That one's online, right? Or did we just take a chance on that? I don't remember. No, I've. If there is an online implementation, I've never played it. Hmm. Oh, I remember how we got it now. When that one game store that did a bunch of imports was going out of business online, or we found it there. It was from uh, time well spent. Anyway, Wyatt Earp. You hate it. I love it. Yep. Uh, it is essentially one of the mystery rummy games, but the twist in this one is that there's also money involved and you're Wyatt Earp trying to capture bad guys. Well, his the whole tombstone thing going on with it. And that's all of the W's. Except we're also going to tack on... X, Y, Z, because we only have two in all of those letters. X, we have zero games 
that begin with X. I know a lot of people do the A through Z and people use Xeno shift a lot for that for X, but we have zero X's. I guess you could say uh, X-Men Dice Masters. Oh, that's that true. somehow not on our list? And as an extension, uh, D&D Dice Masters, which I have. Does as a not play. begin with X. Does not begin with X, but I have that as a play once. Ah. Because we've had that crap for years. Yeah, and it... yeah we just like um, for the D&D &D one, right? Yeah, we basically bought a display box of that. Because it was like pennies. Uh, our local board game store was getting rid of all of their dice masters. And I was like, oh, I'll try it for, you know, a dollar. Yeah. It, it was something we'll, super We'll try crazy. it for like 35 cents a booster. Sure. Um, so definitely want to try dice masters. I, I, it wasn't on the list, but okay. So no X's, Y's. We have one Y, Yukon Airways. It is brand new. We have not tried it. I'm very excited. You're flying around. Pick up and deliver. Yeah. Which it, I enjoy. I'm real interested to see it. We it looks waited good. for that one for a long time. Oh, it took forever to come over here. So I'm very excited that it is finally in the U.S. And our last entry is Z for Zularetto Wurfspiel. Wurfspiel, however you say it. Zularetto which, the Dice Game. Which is Zularetto the Dice Game. This, we, we do have the German version, but it did get released here, finally. So, there is English. Which you don't need. It's completely language independent, but it is actually, well, funny enough, it is a roll and write. Yeah. When you think about it. it I really like this game. It didn't make my list. Uh... Man, because there's not a lot of it was a roll it's and more write of a roll way back before. It's more of a roll and score. I mean, you could argue that this is as much of a roll and write as Yahtzee is. I think Yahtzee is a roll and write. I think you're wrong. Why you roll and then you write like, hey, I'm going to take two ones. It's a two. You're doing a lot of the same stuff. And um, that's so clever. Hey, I'm going to take the seven. Let me write the seven in this box. They're fancier boxes. They might have rules for the boxes, but. By that logic, Battleship is a dexterity game because you've got to move the pegs into exactly the right spot. What? I think you're wrong. That's all. Anyway, uh, we're keep. Well, I want to keep Zularetto the dice game. Okay. It's real fun. Um, I had to get rid of just because I, do, I feel like we have games that do better things, but I still really enjoy it when I get play it. And that one is online. That one is online and the online is good. Um, there's just something about the physical dice with that one that makes it better for me. Lots of screw you in that game. Well, cause you're rolling the dice and there are different carts and you're putting the animals in the different carts and then you can choose to stop and take a cart or roll again and put more more animals in the carts. And then eventually you have to take a cart. But we're all we're both adding to the same carts. So you could be putting animals in each cart that I do not need and will give me negative points later. And so there is a lot of take that in it because you're like, oh, I know the husband no longer needs monkeys. So every cart will get a monkey if I roll it, that sort of thing. And you kind of space it out. And 
I do find it fun. I just, yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I think Zularetto the Dice Game made one of our roll and write lists. So our whole argument about whether it is or is not a roll and write is probably just a side effect of the fact that it's almost three in the morning here as we're recording this. Yeah. So disregard all of that. I'm too tired to edit that out. We were trying to push through to finish um, recording, so this is what you get. Hey, and the good news is we are finished with the stuff that uh, is letters and that we was on our list. Unfortunately, we're going to have to record another segment a bit later, maybe as an unnecessary expansion on another episode. That are the games that we realized we have in our collection that didn't <laughs> actually make it onto this list. Yeah. And I'm not talking about new stuff. No, it's just, it's just stuff that, you know, like we'll get something in and unless we put it into Board Game Geek and, and our list of games that we own immediately, it'll just get put on the shelf and then we never enter it again. There might be plays of it logged, but it doesn't say that we actually own it. So I did an export of our collection to get this list. And I, and clearly not everything was in here. So we're going to have to go through and make sure that we actually have, which I should have done this before. We actually have everything listed as owned in our collection because, oh, like the, the dice pirates or whatever that game is right there. Oh yeah. That's not in there. Well, crap. Let me add that to the list. So um, yeah, there will definitely be a follow-up of, hey, this these are all the games that we found look, looking around. Um, yeah, we have six. Well, make that seven now. Yeah. Dice. But I think it, we might do it a little bit later, so it gives us uh, time to play some of these Play Once games. So we can do a follow-up to that too, because the shelf of reckoning is definitely running like runneth over right now after we add, well, we can't physically move all of these games to the shelf of reckoning right now. Cause it's already kind of full. It might become the bookshelf of reckoning yeah. at this rate. Yeah. These are our five shelves of reckoning, but I think it would be interesting to see which ones make it and which ones don't because it is actually kind of hard to come off of that shelf of reckoning. It is now to that, stay in the, to stay in the collection. That does kind of give me an idea. All of, all of our going through the games and let's play this once and let's move this. I think that it would be a good idea to have like a whiteboard or something where when we talk about a game and it's like, oh yeah, we should play this once, we put that on the whiteboard so it's fresh, kind of right in our minds, like, hey, we've been meaning to play X, Y, and Z. And maybe we put a date on it, too. That could be. Like, if we... Not that we are... a Well, the husband is definitely not a fan of hard, fast rules, but, like, if we don't play this... I mean, it could be something like super um, wide open where it's like, we haven't played it in like two years. You know what I mean? Like something really generous. But if we still don't, haven't played a game that we were like, let's try it again within a couple years, that really says something. Yeah, it says that we're going to need to use lots of alcohol to get that crap off the whiteboard when we get rid of nice. it. Nice. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, but I think having that front and center will probably encourage us to play some of these games a little bit more. Or even just all the time, Cardboard Mama, whenever we play, like, oh, what do you feel like playing? I don't know. Yeah, I get that a lot. Like, okay, well, I'll just pick this. Or, or I'll pick something new because it's sitting there and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Or I'll pick something that I know that we already love, honestly. So I think it'll be good to have a list like, oh, we want to play this and we want to play that. Because when you do have a large collection, it is super easy for games to get lost or looked over. Because, I mean, I'm sure you guys know if you do have a board game. Well, you're trying kind of collection. Like that's true. Yeah, definitely book collection. I mean, how many times, I mean, how many people have accidentally bought the same book twice? Us. A thousand times. (laughs) Not a thousand. But it's really easy to do if you have a large collection and you haven't read them all or you haven't played them all or you have, but you are trying to reorganize them all the time to make more space to cram more in. So I think by highlighting them in a way, I know some people will put dots on their games and you need to remove the dot for the year if you play it or this one needs to be played again or whatever. I would, I like the idea of that, but I would never put stickers on my boxes. Ever. What if it rips up the art? Oh my gosh. It. I would not want to buy a box that had stickers on it. Yeah, so, so I would never do that. I'm going to go on Amazon and look at whiteboards and maybe get <laughs> one of those really nice glass ones. What? We do not need a glass. We have a toddler. We're not buying a big glass thing. That hangs on the wall far above his reach. He's growing every day. I'm sure he'll reach it like two weeks from now. I just I'm going to go to the dollar store. No, we're not getting a dollar store whiteboard. I want to get a nice one. Why? We don't even know if this system will work yet. Because I like whiteboards. And if it doesn't work for this, I'm sure I can. We used to have one in the kitchen. We got rid of it. Yeah, we got rid of it because I can never find things to write on with it. I, I don't know. I like whiteboards. I've always had a thing for whiteboards. Uh, I had one at work that... Yeah, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent because it's late and I'm tired. So, But we could get one from the dollar store, and then if we actually use it, then you could the get a The dollar store whiteboards are always garbage and not good to write on. Well, a glass whiteboard sounds like a terrible idea. And it also sounds pricey. Maybe we'll compromise and get a nice one that has a, you know, metal backing instead of cardboard. Or cork or something. We'll see what happens. I'm getting a good whiteboard. (laughs) So this concludes. Ish. Technically. Yeah, okay. This mostly mostly concludes Culling of Our Collection 2020. In September. But didn't it start in August? Whatever. Whatever. We're tired. Our current culling of our collection. I We, we hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us banter about our different games. And I hope you enjoyed it. I don't think I would sit through and go through every single game next time. This was a lot. Um, the husband, when we started recording he was just going to talk about the ones that he wanted to get rid of i was like no no we should go through each single game and oh my gosh what a dumb idea who looks like a dumbass now (laughs) but you know i hope you are actually enjoying these and 
send us a note and let us know what you guys think or if we're making terrible decisions about some of these games and they're your favorite games and we need to play them again instead of just getting outright rid of them or why we're keeping these terrible games. I would love to hear. Change our minds. Yes. And with that, I'm going to bed. Good night. This is Cardboard Mama. Thanks for joining me at the game table. Catch new episodes every Wednesday. Have feedback or just want to say hi? Come find me on Board Game Geek at KittyPaws9 and on Instagram at Board Game Dame. Thanks for listening. Takes all that I have.